0: What is going on? How are you doing today? Good morning. and Welcome back. Welcome back to One Way Conversation. This is the podcast where you get to spend 20 minutes or so with your everyday schnook driving his ass to work. That's right. It is a fantasy camp for wannabe commuters. You don't get the joy of jumping in your car every morning, getting on the highway, sitting in traffic, cursing other drivers? I'm your guy come along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? We have uh, uh, let's have a little fun, right? That's what it's all about. Hey, what the fuck else am I going to be doing on this ride? Listen to like morning shows, listen to ads for, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Listen to school closings and delays. I got to be at work no matter what. There are no school closings and delays. So uh, that's my first time back after... Last week, I did a week full of uh, Scorsese and De Niro shows um, called The Untouchables. It's the, the podcast about gangsters. Did that on my way to work. Last week, if you want to look for The Untouchables, it's on Anchor. Um, it's, it's on Spotify now, apparently. I didn't realize that, but I did. Uh, I finished it off yesterday with a show on The Irishman, which I saw on Friday. I took off from work, went to the first available show that I could see, 11 a.m. Friday morning. And you know, actually it, it worked it out. It worked out perfectly. I had a doctor's appointment for my son, took him to the doctors. Everything um, you know, was going great. Knock on wood, you know, very happy there, very nice to get that kind of report. You know, whatever, everything seems to be okay, but you go to the doctor, you get reassured. That's why you do these uh yearly checkups. Seven year old checkup. Jesus, seven years old. Also uh, knock on wood, everything is uh good there. Dropped them off at school and then uh met my wife at the theater had had a large bucket of popcorn for breakfast. I tell you something it was the packed, the theater was packed 11am. Um, there was maybe, I'm 37 the next youngest was probably 45, 40, 45 something like that. And then everybody else was in their 60s. I mean there were fathers and sons at this movie. This is a movie I would have loved to see with my father. Right? And we, you know we would have been geez, I mean he would have been old. i what a stupid thing to say. He would have been older at this point. Uh, which would been a, a nice thing to share with them at this point. But, you know, whatever. It's life, right? Um, but anyway, even if even if he was around and we weren't father and son, we would probably be the youngest father and son combination. I mean, there's fathers and sons here. It was like the, the sons were 50 and the fathers were 70. So it's like, all right. You know, I, I was in the younger crowd. There's not a lot of young adults going to these movies at 11 a.m., um, but there's maybe two others in the crowd that were amongst the younger ones. But it was so, such an older crowd. I'm I used to that. Such an older crowd. Like the, the, pre, the ads before uh, the movie were for like retirement, retirement homes. You know, assisted living facilities and shit like that. Like, oh, man, I'm, this is a much different crowd than I'm used to. And then, I don't know if it was because the movie's three and a half hours long, only three previews. That was pretty good. You know, I was a little disappointed. No, no preview for the Adam Sandler movie. That's the one I wanted to see. I think that crowd would appreciate it. That the Adam Sandler movie. You get a little Francesa popping up in there. Uh, so that's what's it called? Uncut Gems. And it would have been uh, it would been been funny to see that in the theaters. But whatever. Then three and a half hours. I, I'm not going to get into it today. You can go listen to the podcast from yesterday if you're interested. Um, again, that's the Intouchables, uh, On The Irishman. And uh, I, lo- I mean, I just love to say I love the movie. I think it was a great movie. I think it's gonna be a staple. I can't wait Wednesday night. I'm gonna watch it again when it comes out on Netflix. I mean, I'm itching to see it again. Oh, I'm gonna go back to the theater and see it, man. Three and a half hours, and it could've been another half hour long. I had no problem with it. I got to give I got to give these old timers credit, though. I didn't see one person. Well, I saw one guy go to the bathroom twice, and he was like the 40-year-old guy. I didn't see one of these these old timers get to use the John Ah yeah he <laughs> I was gonna make a Depends joke there, but uh no, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I just I give him credit, you know. I saw I saw that Avengers movie a couple times in the theater. And I was tough. And I didn't plan it out. I planned this one out well though, alright? You go to see a three and a half hour movie, so I'm gonna have one cup of coffee. Not a large coffee, I have one cup of coffee. All right, and no other liquids. And then I, you know, I had popcorn in the theater, but I would sip on the, on the coke that, or I got a root beer. I'd sip on the root beer that I got, but I didn't really go into the root beer until like at least an hour, hour and a half into the movie. So all right, now I can, I can drink without fear of having to get up to go. Um, so uh, you know, you got to plan these things out. All right, let's get into it. It's good to be back here uh, doing my everyday show, my nonsense show, the show. It's a show about nothing. But it really is about nothing. And it's not going to win any fucking awards like uh, Seinfeld won. Uh, So this is really what a show about nothing is, Jerry. All right? There's no uh, cockfights in here. All right? There's no man in the cape. Okay? There's no Olympian staying at my house. That's not nothing, Jerry. This is nothing. So let's get down to it. I want to talk about the other day... Last week, that's really, there's a lot of shit I didn't not gonna get a chance to talk about. Just taking a week off from doing the, the, um, the gangster movies. Along with I, The Irishman, I did Mean Streets, Goodfellas, Casino, and then I uh, did The Irishman. And uh, the only one-way, conversa- one-way conversation episode that I did was uh, my NFL picks, which are on fire right now. Just meaning I haven't had a losing week in two weeks. So that's on fire. Uh, I went 3 and 2 2 weeks ago and I went 2 and 1 this past weekend. So look at us back in the winning track. Back on the winning track, man. We got to love that. Got to got to keep it going this week and hopefully get the season record back up to 500 and finish up strong. A couple all in 3 weeks really killed you. And I'll do the I got to do all Thanksgiving Day games and I got to do the uh and I got to do picks that weekend. So maybe that'll catch me up a little bit or put me so far behind that I'll never catch up, and not until I have to go deal a bit double on everything in the, the playoffs. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I missed a lot. I, did, I don't know where I came up with this, but like yesterday, I was thinking, I'm all way home from work, I was thinking about. Now, there's this guy I respect a lot, I'm a big fan of his. His name is Brian Koppelman. He is the. He co wrote um, Rounders with his uh, writing partner, David Levine. He. Co-writes Billions with the same guy. And there's done numerous other things. Oceans 13, I believe. He's done a few other movies. But like the ones, you know, Rounders is, Rounders is the big one. And Billions is the current big one right now. So he had a response to this guy, Pete Wells. Pete Wells is a New York Times food critic who gave Peter Lugers a zero-star review. Point eight. 0.8 stars out of 4. So it wasn't exactly zero. 0.8. That's not good. And they, he had him on the show, which was great. They kind of hashed it out. And, they, you know, they, Mr. Cobbman mentioned something about like a takedown piece. Right? And and Pete Wells was talking about how you know, he wouldn't take down a, a restaurant that was kind of struggling to make it. That you know, his article to make or break the restaurant, right? Because Lugers isn't going anywhere just because he gave it a bad view. And i got to be honest with you, I side with Pete Wells on this, okay? Brent Brent Koppman, I said, love the guy. He was saying that, you know, he, he couldn't see giving Lugers anything less than four stars. I mean, this is not verbatim, but he, said he couldn't see giving it anything less than four stars. He had, has, nothing, has never had anything less than a perfect meal there. And uh, that's that's well, great. That's fine. But you, I'm all for holding these institutions to a high, it's the highest standard possible. All right? So maybe people went in there for lunch one day, and they kind of half-assed it a little bit. Maybe they brought out—I don't even know the size and shit, but, like, maybe they brought out the steak and it wasn't cooked right, or, they, you know, the veg on the side was wilted and whatever it might be. You know they, they they have asked it and they didn't bring it. You know, let's say it was like the load management of restaurant tourism. That's not even a real fucking word. But let's say it say they, just, they took an afternoon off and they fucking mailed it in. Okay, what if instead of Pete Wells going in there, what if there was a guy who is is fifty years old? It's his first trip to New York. He's coming in from I don't know New Mexico or something. And they flew him in for some business thing, and he's only there for three days, He go, and his friend told him, you got to try Peter Luger's. And the only time he could do it is the time that Pete Wells went there for lunch. So he goes in there, he sits down, he has a steak, and it's a of, underwhelming. You know, you hear about this Luger's your entire life, and you come in, and it's underwhelming. You know, what the fuck was the big hype about? Now that guy goes on his life, whatever, and he has a story, you know, uh, I was in New York once with the Lugers and sucked. He's telling all his friends. So it's not going to hurt Peter Lugers. But that should fucking matter, right? That's the Joe DiMaggio philosophy right there. You always play hard. Because you don't know. Maybe, maybe in the stands, there's, that's that one kid who's never going to get a chance to see you again. That's why you always run hard to first. You dig out a double, right? You run out every ball. You don't dog it in the outfield. You don't pull off. You don't pull back. You always play hard because you don't know who's watching for the first and only time. And they deserve your best. Just like that guy from New Mexico comes in, they deserve your best They're losers. And why I'm so passionate about this is because I have, I have institution experience, all right? I'll tell you, there's one institution in New York that's never disappointed me. That's Patsy's 58th or uptown. I've been there a million times to taking my wife there, you know, before we were married on Valentine's dates. I've been there with friends. My my brother took me there um, for my birthday. Uh, the year after my, I think the year my father died, took me there for my birthday, and it took me to the Sinatra show, this hologram Sinatra. So it's a very special place. I've never had a bad meal there, at Patsy's. As that's a good institution right there. They always bring it. Service is always phenomenal. Always, I've, I've made a little tradition of sitting at the bar having a martini under the Sinatra statue in the corner. Like I said, I've been there with cousins, family, friends. I've been there with everybody. I've, I've taken dates before my lifetime. Just one, but it counts, right? <laughs> what am I going to take? Her? It's a fucking phenomenal place. It's a great meal. I'm going to take, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but aside from Patsy's, My favorite pizza place in the fucking world is Pepe's in New Haven. On Worcester Street in New Haven is Pepe's Abbey's. Pepe's Pizza. Now, Pepe's is a case of an institution that is rested on its laurels, that lives on its name. Now, my grandmother, when she rests in peace, called this fucking 25 years ago. People only go to Pepe's because of what it says in the box. P-E-P-E. That's a fucking quote from my grandmother. P-E-P-E. That's why people go there, and I, yes, she's absolutely, she's a thousand percent right. To this day, she is one thousand percent right. I thought she was full of it. I thought she was just, you know, being a bitter old, old woman at certain point. But she's absolutely right. Now, you go to Pepe's and you, you get an A plus pie, a ten. You, you're, you're having the best pie you're gonna eat. All right. And i just a couple of secrets. I can get you the best pie. You got to come with me though. We'll sit down with a picture of Genesee, and you sit with me. We'll do we'll do it the right way. You'll get the best pie possible, okay? For the most part, I'm still, I'm still, I've still gone there and gotten duds. I went there last year around this time with my brothers, had the best pie you'll ever get. Then I went a couple weeks later with some friends of mine around the you know uh, right before Christmas, and you know it was. I had a ten with my brothers. It's probably the best pie I've ever had sitting down there. And then a couple weeks later, it's probably like a seven and a half, eight. Like nothing spectacular. But I wish somebody I wish a renowned food critic would go in there and rip it apart once in a while. Let them know you get it done. You get a thick pie. A doughy pie. It doesn't taste as good. I remember when I first moved back to Connecticut, I'd go there. I'd go there for lunch, and it wasn't as good. You know, I don't know if there's some they have some trainee back there trying to figure it out, whatever. But you know what? Pepe's gotten a little too big for their britches. They got locations everywhere. You know, the the owner goes on these shows, uh, these pizza shows. People come to him. I remember one guy came to a show, and he's showing him off his fucking cars in his house. Like you're a fucking pizza man, all right? Your great grandfather Frank Pepe was a pizza man. Okay? I don't know but I don't want to fucking see your your cars. Like, it's great that you had great business here. I'm coming over. It's great that you have a great business. And you're doing well. But, you know, this is a show about pizza. I don't want to fucking be over your house in your fucking driveway, you showing off your cars and shit. So they get a little too big for their britches. I know that sounds like a personal dig, and that's why I'm like this. No. I love Peppies. That's why I hold it to a high standard. And now, when I go to, when I talk with other people about the best pizza they've ever had and best pizza in Connecticut and shit, like people, like, look at me like I'm crazy sometimes because they've had peppies, they went in, they had a dud, and they won't give it another chance. And I'm holding grudges against people because of fucking peppies. Like, fuck this guy because he never gives peppies a chance. Because he talks bad about peppies, because he doesn't like it, because <laughs> he had a bad pie there once. So that's why I have no problem with this guy, Pete Wells, holding. Lugers to a certain standard. Man, I wish I would going to Pappy's one day. I mean, I hope, I fucking hope you go to Pappy's every time you get a 10 out of 10 pie. I hope you do. And I'll probably end up there this weekend after Yale-Harvard. Got to get my son's first Yale-Harvard experience. for are going, going early to the tailgate, coffee, donuts, a couple of beers, go in, watch the game, watch Yale. If Yale wins, they're going to have, at worst, they're going to have a share of the Ivy League title. So kind of a big game. If Dartmouth, if Dartmouth Huge favorite at Brown. Dartmouth loses and Yale wins. Yale's outright champion. We'll see. It's hard. Yale-Harvard, I'm sure Harvard doesn't want to fucking, you know, just hand them Ivy League championships, so we'll see. But I'm sure we'll end up at Pepe's afterwards. After a long day, uh, you know, uh, tailgating, football, maybe you just have a hot dog or something. Why? You know what? I'm at a fucking red light. And we're just sitting here now. Unbelievable. I don't know, I'm not sure why we're. Okay. Like, guy has his blinker on. And he's waiting 45 minutes for his fucking car to go by. Like, you have plenty of time. Two cars could have gone out in the time that guy waited. Whatever. Do you know what? If you go to a place. So, look, let me tell you one more story about a New York institution, El Molinos. I haven't been there in fucking 30, 20 years. My father took me there when he was alive and I have not been back since I couldn't even tell you where it is, to be honest with you. But the, I'm not saying they were rude to us in there, but they weren't like they were rushing us out. They wanted they they gotta, you know, move the tables. And that's and here's how you know it was good. I had no problem with that. That's fine. They're, you gotta go see you gotta go see the show? You gotta go see the show? I said if we're gonna go to Broadway, right? We no, we had no plan to see a show. We just wanted to sit and have a meal. But they were having their you know, they wanted to, to turn over the tables as quickly as possible. the food was phenomenal the food was phenomenal lived up to the billing as crazy as it was that they were kind of being rushed out of there we didn't give a shit (laughs) we didn't care because the food was so good but they brought it right they brought it and that's why when you go to lugers you should expect to have a peter luger experience so i hope pete wells article if anything I hope it just opened their eyes. I hope I hope they got reamed a little bit the next day at work. I hope somebody some came in and said, What the fuck is this? Let we see a fucking paper, who's when was Wells here? When the fuck was he here? What happened that day? What the fuck happened? That's unacceptable. We can't have that. And it's not about Pete Wells and it's not about him getting a shitty meal, but it, it's about that guy from Mexico. This is like, and I and I think, because when I see people standing in line of Peppies, I will never wait in line of Peppies. People will wait in line of Peppies for an hour and a half. The line will go around, you know, into the parking lot. I won't wait in line of Peppies. Because I'm not going to wait in line and get a fucking dud. Now, these tourists, these Yalies, these, these parents coming in to visit their, their kids, they, oh, you got to go to Peppies. And they'll wait in line. I will never do that. But then again, I probably wouldn't wait in line for, I probably wouldn't wait in line if it wasn't ten, Because uh, it's a little different when you live someplace, right? Like, I'm not going to wait in line for a place where I could, i will to just come back tomorrow. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, and also, there's a lot of good pizza in New Haven. Like you don't need to go to Pepe's to get a pizza. It's the best. But you don't need to do it. So, all right. Well, I didn't realize I was going to go the whole show uh, talking about that, but here we are. Here we are at the uh, at the train station. That's going to do it for today. One-way conversation. Uh, again, the only podcast you get to relive the commute. A little road rage. You get maybe you get a guy pumping his, his, his radio next to you. That's all right. We'll welcome that. Radio roulette on NFL picks Friday night. Uh, trying to stay hot. We'll be back. Tomorrow, we'll be back here with a Thursday morning show. And I don't know. I have nothing really planned for the week. I said we missed a lot of shit. We didn't talk about the Astros cheating. Uh, we haven't talked about uh, Carmelo Anthony came back starting for the Portland Trailblazers. We, we didn't obviously talk about that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Man, I mentioned load management. That's kind of a joke. The problem with load management is I don't fucking believe anybody who's ever injured now. I'm like, yeah, right. Durant? ACL? Yeah, load management. (laughs) I don't believe anybody anymore, man. It's crazy. All right. That's going to do it for me. Have a great fucking day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the show. Don't take any shit from anybody. Talk to you soon.